God bless you and welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Greg Backus, your host. Jesus Christ is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind for all time. He stated in the Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ is the one who makes a difference. He made a difference in people's lives 2,000 years ago when he lived and walked among people. And he makes a difference today because he was raised from the dead and he is seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. I trust that Christ Jesus makes a difference in your life today, that you see the tremendous love that God has for you, that you come to have a deeper and more full relationship with God as your heavenly Father, that you see your purpose in life is far above the day-to-day -day circumstances of life. God's love for you it knows no bounds. Today we will hear some wonderful music, read some of the Bible together regarding the announcement by the angel Gabriel to Mary regarding the birth of Jesus Christ. Our interview segment is with Dahlia Zuniga. Dahlia does translation work from English to Spanish, both of the written word and in live Bible conferences and church settings. Let's start off with this song by Matt Redman, Your Grace Finds Me. It's there in the newborn cry There in the light of every sunrise There in the shadows of this life your great grace It's there on the mountain top There in the everyday and the mundane There in the sorrow and the dancing Your great grace Oh such grace Your grace finds me It's there on a wedding 
When God does something, he does it on a large yet humble scale. Today I'd like to take a look at the record in God's Word of the angel Gabriel coming to Mary to tell her of her role in God's plan of salvation for mankind. Then we'll sort of tie that back into God's plan for our life as demonstrated in the grace that he showed towards Mary and that he shows towards us today. Let's begin in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 1, if you've got your Bible handy. We'll start in verse 26 and we'll read all the way through verse 56. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. The sixth month here that it's referring to is the sixth month of her cousin Elizabeth's pregnancy with John the Baptist. God sent the angel Gabriel to the city of Nazareth in Galilee. The creator of the heavens and the earth is the one who sent the angel, verse 27, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Mary here, it says, was espoused to Joseph. Espousal means that they were engaged. Well, this espousal, it's a stronger commitment than the engagement of our culture, it was a commitment, a strong commitment, that couldn't be broken to marriage. Mary and Joseph were committed to one another, yet they had not yet been married, nor had they yet lived together and consummated their marriage. Verse 28, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. The angel opened the message with, Mary being highly favored of God, and that God was with her. The angel stated that she is blessed among women. She was blessed and favored of God because she was to carry the Christ child, the Messiah, the Redeemer for all mankind. Verse 29, And when she saw Gabriel, she was troubled at his saying, and she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Mary was troubled at the words the angel spoke. She didn't understand the magnitude of what the angel was saying. The natural human reaction would be to, to be a bit anxious and concerned, which she was, about a declaration such as this delivered by an angel of the Lord. Verse 30, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Fear not, fear not, the angel said, don't be afraid. So often God reassures his people with the words, Fear not. Mary had found favor with God. This favor is God's divine grace. It cannot be earned. It cannot be bought. It is God's grace. The depth of the riches of the grace that Mary received is found in the end result of the accomplished work of Jesus Christ. Mary truly was highly favored of God. The angel went on to say in verse 31, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Verse 33, And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. The angel told Mary that the child's name would be called Jesus. Jesus means the Lord our Savior, or the Lord is salvation. Jesus would be the Son of the Highest, the Son of God, and he would sit on the throne of his father or his ancestor, David. Jesus was a descendant of David, and he would inherit the throne of David. His kingdom would have no end. Verse 34, Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? That word know there means to know to the end of intimacy and consummation of a marriage. Mary and Joseph, they were committed to one another in their espousal, but they were not yet married. They did not yet live together, and they had not yet had intercourse, so Mary could not yet be pregnant. In verse 35, the angel responds to Mary's question. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. 
Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. It was by way of a miracle that Mary would conceive by way of the Holy Spirit. God would create sperm within Mary to impregnate the egg. That is how Mary became pregnant. God did not have sex with Mary. He created within her the seed as was prophesied in Genesis chapter 3 that would bring forth the Messiah, man's Redeemer. Verse 36, And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. The angel here in verse 36 tells Mary that her elderly cousin Elizabeth, who had been unable to have children, is now pregnant and she is in her sixth month. Verse 37, here's a remarkable verse. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Literally, nothing spoken by God shall be void of power. Or the words that God speaks come to pass. What God says is. It is God's word. And God's word spoken is full of power. It's power manifested. The word of God is evidenced when spoken and believed. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. God's word is not void of power. It is filled with all the power of God. Look at Mary's response here in the next verse. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Mary literally said here in this verse, I am the servant of the Lord. I believe your words. It may have been at that very moment that God created in Mary the promised seed, man's redeemer. Mary believed God. She said, be it unto me according to your word. She didn't argue with God. She didn't need to know all the details and all the what-ifs. She simply said, I believe your word. That which God speaks is possible because it is backed by all the power and the resources of God. Mary found grace in the eyes of the Lord because of her humble heart. She was willing to not fear, but rather to believe the promise of God. You know, you too have found grace in the eyes of the Lord. It says so in Ephesians and several other places in the church epistles. What has God spoken to you? What has he promised you and called you to in this day and time? Let your response be, I believe you, Heavenly Father, be it unto me according to your word. You are called for a purpose. That purpose, it's, it's far beyond your day-to-day -day activity. Your purpose has eternal profit and eternal benefit. Allow the Father to work within you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Walk into the works he has prepared for you from before the foundation of the world, as it talks about in Ephesians chapter 2. You are his son today. He loves you as he loves his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. He loves you as he loves Mary, the faithful servant of the Lord God. Ask the Father to show you the depth of his love. He will make himself known. Read his word, and as you do, ask him to open the eyes of your understanding that you would know and that you would understand the exceeding greatness of his love, his wisdom, and his power. Your life, it's hid with Christ and God. You know, if I knew there was a treasure of one million dollars hid in my backyard, I'd keep digging till I found it. Well, our life is hid in Christ. How well do you know the living Christ who makes known the living God? God's children, you and I, we are highly favored. God is looking to make himself known unto us. His heart's desire is a relationship with his people. Let's continue in verse 39 of Luke chapter 1. Of verse 39, And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias, and saluted or greeted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth 
heard the greeting of Mary. The babe leaped in her womb for joy, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. When Mary came into the home to visit with her cousin Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, it says the babe, John, leaped in her womb for joy. The baby inside of Elizabeth recognized the presence of the coming Savior in the womb of Mary. John leaped for joy inside of Elizabeth. The angel had told John's father, Zacharias, that John would be filled with the Holy Spirit while in his mother's womb. Jesus Christ later in his ministry, he said that John was the greatest among men born of a woman. Why would that be so? Because he had the Spirit of God from birth in his mother's womb. No other man in the history of mankind has ever had the Spirit of God from birth. Adam and Eve, they had it when they were formed, made, and created in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. Jesus Christ, well, he received the Spirit when he was about 30 years old, when he was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. But John, he had the Spirit while in his mother's womb. And he leaped for joy when Mary visited Elizabeth. The Spirit in John knew that the Savior of all mankind, God's solution, would be born to fulfill God's eternal purpose. And it goes on to say in that verse, Elizabeth was also filled with the Holy Spirit, and she prophesied, verse 42, and she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For lo, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in mine ear, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Verse 45, And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. What a wonderful prophecy there by Elizabeth that confirmed the words spoken by the angel to Mary. These were encouraging words and edifying words. They were sweet to the heart of Mary. Then in verse 46, Mary goes on to say, My soul does magnify the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he, God, has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Verse 49, For he that is mighty has done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that reverence him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. Verse 53, He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. Verse 55, As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. Mary here, she gave the praise and the glory to God. It was his mighty work that would bring to pass the coming of the promised Messiah. Mary was a humble woman that believed God. Her believing has affected the life of all mankind, for she brought forth the Savior of the world. Verse 56, Mary abode with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her own house. Mary returned to Nazareth in her third month of pregnancy. It was Elizabeth's nine-month Elizabeth, shortly thereafter, gave birth to John the Baptist. Mary returned to be married to Joseph and to live with Joseph. In the next couple of weeks, we'll look at more detail surrounding the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the verses we read today, verse 30, we saw that Mary had found favor or grace with God. That favor, that grace that God bestowed upon Mary extends all the way to the church today. We have received great benefit because of the grace given to Mary. Let's read here in Romans chapter 5, verses 15 through 21, and we'll read from the Phillips translation, 
for these verses, and we're going to see here some of that great grace that is extended all the way to us today. Verse 15, But the gift of God through Christ is a very different matter from the account rendered through the sin of Adam. For while as a result of one man's sin, Adam, death by natural consequence became the common lot of all men. It was by the generosity of God, the free giving of the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, that the love of God overflowed for the benefit of all men. Verse 16, Nor is the effect of God's gift the same as the effect of one man's sin, Adam. For in the one case, one man's sin brought its inevitable judgment, and the result was condemnation. But in the other, Jesus Christ, countless men's sins are met with the free gift of God's grace, and the result is justification before God. For if one man's offense, Adam, meant that men should be slaves to death all their lives, it is a far greater thing that through another man, Jesus Christ, men by their acceptance of his more than sufficient grace and righteousness should live all their lives like kings. We see then that as one act of sin exposed the whole race of men to God's judgment and condemnation, so one act of perfect righteousness, the life of Jesus Christ, presents all men freely acquitted in the sight of God. One man's disobedience, Adam, placed all men under the threat of condemnation, but one man's obedience, Jesus Christ, has the power to present all men righteous before God. Verse 20, Now we find that the law keeps slipping into the picture to point the vast extent of sin. Yet, though sin is shown to be wide and deep, thank God His grace is wider and deeper still. The whole outlook changes. Sin used to be the master of men, and in the end, it handed men over to death. Now, grace is the ruling factor, with righteousness as its purpose and its end, the bringing of men, you and I, to the eternal life of God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus Christ, man's Redeemer, He is the solution for all mankind. He is the one who has made a difference. There was great joy in the womb of Elizabeth when Mary entered her home carrying the Christ child. Today there is great joy because of the grace extended to Mary, the handmaid of the Lord, who said, Be it unto me according to your word. The joy in our hearts is manifest because we see and know the grace that has brought us to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our deep. Sin and
Today our guest is Dahlia Zuninga. Dahlia does translation work, both written from English to Spanish, and in the live teaching session, which is where I've met her, where she translates the English translation to Spanish individuals in the audience who are listening through headphones. Welcome, Dahlia. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much. It's a privilege to be here with you and be here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your Christian upbringing in El Salvador? Well, it was wonderful. I had got the honor and privilege to grow up in uh, you know, Christian family. My parents were um, so awesome, and they actually taught me God's word and the love. And, you know, I grew up in a great environment, and not many people have that privilege. So it's awesome. Well, when did you first have the desire on your heart to do translation work? You know, was there a defining moment or incident in your life? Well, a little bit of both. <laughs> because um, I saw the need. And first of all, I saw the need to specifically translate God's word. You know, when you go to big meetings, we have the privilege to know or to uh, see a lot of teachers that they teach marvelous things in English. But in Latin America, that translation or that accuracy is not like perform a pass on. So when you give those things, you see people open their eyes so bright. And it was a need, and mm -hmm. I jump in, and God is the one who saved me. <laughs> you know, with that a particular thing, like I saw it, and I just jump in, and it was an adventure since then. And how many years have you been doing this? Well, officially, officially, probably since 2008, mm -hmm. probably, okay. or something like that, yeah. That's wonderful. Well, in this translation, what has been the most challenging aspect in the work for you? Well, the challenging, I will say, first of all, many translation, many people who do this have like a pre-known of what they're going to teach or what they're going to share or stuff like that. In that case, I didn't have that advantage. Mm -hmm. So if, I, if you see some people have different accents from different areas of the country and some people speak slow and some people speak fast. So the challenge was to uh, keep up with the person. So I had to train a lot, <laughs> and I pray, and I go to God. It's the easiest way of when you have a challenge. The first one that you should go is to God. Mm -hmm. So he is the one who is like, okay, help. And now I think it's the easiest way to follow someone than to know what they're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he is the one who helped me, to be honest. So mm, That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, what's the most rewarding aspect then in the translation work that you do? You know, the most rewarding thing is when you see that people – understanding God's word and they don't even know that it was a translate a, a tr somebody to translate the whole thing they go directly to the person and they get blessed and stuff when they don't even notice me passing you know like a speaker type of thing I'm like yeah they didn't notice it and they were like God bless and all of those things that, I think that's the rewarding part like I don't know if you understand me that term like it's not that they know that I'm translating it's just like they know, but they uh, got the information and get blessed, and you see their faces and stuff, and then they appreciate the teacher and everything, and they, they it's not that they forgot about me. It's mm -hmm. just like they kind of don't notice because they thought it was directly, so that's awesome. <laughs> well, that's good because then really they're they're going to the source of where the word's exactly, coming from. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the, I think that's the rewarding, like when they, they don't even notice, like, and I know the last couple of meetings that I've seen you at over the last couple months, one in Rockford, one in Naperville, Illinois, you're like outside of the main meeting room and you have the Spanish audience that are in one part of the meeting room with headphones on and you're translating through those headphones. Yeah, I think these. I think that's great when they can be part of the group because they have to feel like they're usually some people put them apart and all the groups I'm talking and, you know, you know, when they get distracted. But when the headphones is actually an advantage because I can be out and I can be noisy and doing things exactly how the teacher or whoever is speaking. Mm -hmm. And they can be part and be like in the group and nobody notice unless they see their headsets on. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's wonderful. Well, when translating during a live teaching, you know, do you do it a word-for-word -word type translation, or is it more of a an understanding or summation of the words, or how does it work? I think it fits word-for-word, -word, it won't get the impact of God's Word. So I might say 90% could be that, but I'm not, I usually, you have to have a pretty knowledge of God's Word. And when you have that and you know some verses and stuff, you can use that terminology. Because whoever is speaking in, you know, the 
the Bible way to speak type of thing, it has to be performed that. And so terminology has, the teachers go through that. So you have to transmit exactly the same to that. So it's not word by word, it's the meaning of what that person is wanted to do. But I will say like 90% of word for word and the 10% of, because some words are not exactly the same mm-hmm. in another language. So you can do definitely not do that. But I could follow someone half a minute or less than half a minute. Like, I mean, second. Mm-hmm. Half a second or something. Oh, that's very quick. Then. It's very, like very I can tight. go. Yeah, it, if you go, if the person speak faster, I can go faster. If the person, I think God bless me with, when a person is speak faster and give the verses so quickly, I memorize up and I'm go with them because mm-hmm. I know the verses. And some people go slow, so you give me time for a look, and they can read. You know, it's it's the pen, the pen of the person. You so you adapt yourself to the person, okay. and it's basically training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do that <laughs> now do some of the teachers give you outlines ahead of time would that be beneficial for you that kind of thing or they never done it mm-hmm. <laughs> latin america because i heard that before they send the teachings before and they spend time talking to mm-hmm. i never have that benefit to be honest it will help but i rather know to only one time one of the ministers one time noticed that I was there, so he gave me the paper and the syllables and stuff. I couldn't read it because I oh. had to translate. Mm-hmm. It blessed me later, obviously, because I went through the whole material mm-hmm. and I have the whole thing. That that was a cool thing, so I will say I will take it no matter what. But it's easy when you just go and I just follow. It's you just easy. do it, right? I love to follow. It's the easiest way to get to things, mm-hmm. and you know, God will help you with those things. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you find too when you're translating like that? Is it more of just off of, I don't know if I want to word this right, but is it more of a heart thing where you're able to digest what's being taught as well? It's a hard thing, but it's in the beginning of this, I actually, it was kind of hard because I was just passing the information. Mm And I never kept that. And uh, it was something hard. And I tell some of the believers, please get great notes and pass it to me. Because if I was able to, if I have a third hand, I will write things down too. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, the notes of that they took and stuff, it was not enough for me, I think. And I talked to God one day and I said, hey, Father, you have to help me to under to keep the information. And now, today, I can say I remember more of the teachings that I actually translated the one I just be listening, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is God help. It's not that I have something super, you know, natural. It's God and as the one who actually helped me, God and Christ and me, I guess. Right, right. Uh, no, I'm not guess. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um, you know, has there been a time when you've been doing a translation during a live teaching that you really saw the mighty hand of God do a wonderful work in that situation. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, when a minister healing happened actually once, it was a translation and a person, it was two occasions. One is, uh, it was a healing ministry type of season and the person got healed in the moment. And it was so happy and wonderful and blessed. And I was just translating what the teacher was saying. That was great. And another one was, it was a, a manifestation that I didn't translate it, to be honest. I actually knew what that person was saying. And that miracle, I will say, God did it just for me. Because mm-hmm. I was going and think people thought that I was next to the person, but really, no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was, that was like, that was a special miracle for my life. You know, like, oh, I did it. And nobody could say that to me because I was the one who just go for and inspire. And I was like next to the person and I said exactly the same. And nobody can see that, like, is it true or not? But, you know, I know that that happens. So that happened for me once. And the other ones with, you know, when you see a miracle happen mm-hmm. in a teaching. So, yeah. Now, on the healing one, was that somebody that got healed that was listening to your translation? Yes. A Spanish-speaking mm-hmm. person. Wow. Yeah, that's that's like cool. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, you see how wonderful God works in those type of scenarios you know you see that blessing and how people are so happy you see their happiness and their faces glow so that make that yeah i'm doing good job god thanks for helping me to do that so yeah that's wonderful that's really cool Uh, if one of our listeners and very well could be somebody out there that desires to get involved in translation work what would you recommend or what type of advice would you give them if they wanted to do that 
Let's start trying. That's the easiest way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the it, it, I, how I did it actually, because I saw the need. But it's not just the need. If you have that in your heart, because God put the desires of your heart, and He want you to, you know, go for it, right? And He's the one who helped you with those things. So um, I will say, I start with tapes. I start with tapes. And listen to tape and trying to do it slowly and record yourself and mm-hmm. train for a little. But it could be like a, a little nod if people see you. So put yourself apart <laughs> <laughs> and try to do and keep the practice. So you have to start doing it. The big thing you can I can recommend is start doing it. Mm-hmm. And then go to God and he will help you to do all those things. But the best way it is to actually do it yeah just start and let god open the doors <laughs> yeah it's it's like a, a car you know how god works he can he can you can drive a car that is not on mm-hmm. you have to turn it on to move right so right. with god is that you have to get a star to move on <laughs> so it's how basically yeah but it's easy it's, mm-hmm. just, it's just just wanted to do it it's something okay. that you desire dahlia do you have a, an inspiring word today of something that god's been working in your heart and life recently that you'd like to share with the listeners Sure, absolutely. Uh, we have to, um, but one thing that I wanted to share is, is like, how can we be grateful about what we have? How can you show other people that you're grateful is by doing, by actions. When you're so thankful to someone because he did something for you, you show. Mm-hmm. The way to show to the Father is go and talk to him, right? You pray, and he said, with thanksgiving, and for all the goodness that he have done for you and every single situation that he actually um, bring you, I mean, you being in and he just help you to go through every single time. And it's just wonderful when we move toward whatever we do in life, but we go with him and we talk to him and he can reveal his heart and he can talk to us. That was one of the most amazing things that I've been like, I need this. And it's just for not for a need. It's just for to be thankful to go and talk to him, like praying without ceasing for mm-hmm. anything. And I how he, you know, it's wonderful to know how he loved us and how he designed the whole universe for us. And it's just imagine that the light that he chose you before the foundation of the world to design you and he have you in the palm of your hand and he's in you are engraving him and then when the only thing he wants you to do is to love him mm-hmm. to love is to act on his love to love others to serve the only way you be thankful is like if somebody give you something you at least you give a note saying thank you to God, you don't have to do just like a note. You go and talk to him and say, thank you, Father, for all the wonderful things you have done for me. Not just the things you have given to me, but the, you know, the universe that you make just for me, mm-hmm. right? And how can I bless others? And you work for him, but actually you feel as the people. So you have to serve. And that's the other part of being thankful. You have to start love and serve. That's what he said, because he loved the world that he gave. So because you love God... You want to love to serve others, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I think we, I just want to say that I'm so grateful for every single thing that he does. And the only thing I can do is go and talk to him and delight myself and him. And I invite everybody to do that. Like, it's the best. Some people say that this kind of religious, but no. Or some people say it must be boring. But no, when you discover it, you love to pray. It was something that my dad used to say a lot, like, go and pray. And I thought that was just for grown-up people, right? <laughs> but no, actually, no, it works. And God listened to you, even if it's five seconds. You know how you talk to your God, to, to your dad, right? If you need something, hey, dad, can you help me with this? He will help you. Mm-hmm. And then if you talk to him, I have a lone decision, dad, I need to talk to you. So he listens to you. So our Heavenly Father is the same way. You can talk. It's not about how long is the intimacy the relationship that you have with him to build that and to be grateful for every single day that he give you a new day and you can do honor and serve others to, to show how my father is right mm-hmm. like a reading letter yeah, yeah that relationship with the heavenly father is just so awesome and to think that the creator of the heavens and the earth mm-hmm. hears our prayer and talks 
it's 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 amazing when he just like you you might think like oh, I don't I think he's too busy to take care of. No, he's not really. He desire you to pray. Mm -hmm. He desire you to know to him. One thing that I was I listened the other day is he knows every single bit of us, like our hair, our toes, and everything. Why did he said in so many verses that he want us to talk to him? And he said that we go to him and ask. But he already know what we already have. What do we need to go and ask for, right? The simple, easiest thing is that he want a relationship mm -hmm. with you. Like if your son or your daughter, you know they, they have needs. But you love when they come to you and say, hey, dad, I need these. Can you help me with that? That intimacy, that relationship, you know that your kids will need something, right? Right. So uh, you know that eventually you will give it to them, but it's better when they come to you and say, hey, daddy, what about these? And you feel like, oh, you have that intimacy with your kid. So imagine your heavenly father wanted to have your relationship and you just, hey, dad, you can, you know, come to me, you know, come to him every single time. So mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> that's a wonderful way to live. Well, I can tell that you live that way. You can see the Christ within you just shine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're well, I, it's, 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 I think it's the best relationship. What you wanted to see, what you wanted to show people is the light, mm -hmm. the light that is in you. And it's not me. I don't have nothing special, to be honest. It's <laughs> that Christ within you, right? Exactly. And you're, you're manifesting <laughs> it, which is great. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. great. Now, Dahlia, if someone desired to get a hold of you, well, one of two reasons. They might want to get a hold of you. They might want you to come and do translation from English to Spanish uh, for their meeting mm -hmm. or, or their Bible study or their church, or they might want to contact you just to talk a little bit more about getting into the field of translation work. What would be the best way for somebody to get a hold of you? You can email me or you can call me. To, I'm an open book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I really love to help. I think that's the best way to serve. So you can call me. My phone number is 847-208-6137. Or you can email me, which is Delia, D is in David, E-L-I-A, Z is in Zebra, N is in Nancy, G is in George, at gmail.com. Excellent. And I'll put both of those up on our website so mm -hmm. people can contact you that way if as well. If you have a Facebook, you can look there too. <laughs> Facebook too. Okay, I'll put a link for that too on the website. That'd be great. So, yeah. And it's, you know, I would love to help anybody that is actually interesting to serve God. Mm -hmm. And because when you, you will reach people that I can't get a hold of them. And we need to do this together. I, I can do stuff. If you are, you know, happy and wanted to do that, I will give you great tips. I can even show you and, you know, I'm ha I'm here to help. <laughs> so well, thank you. That's in any way wonderful. Well, Dahlia, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate your time and your heart and your sharing your life with us. No, my pleasure. It's an honor to be able to come and share. And so thank you so much. I'm, I'm so honored by, you know, you having me here and everybody listen and at home. I'm so blessed by your life and knowing that I'm being praying for all of the listener. And, you know, if you want to get a prayer or whatever, I'm here to help, not just to translate work. <laughs> I would love to pray for you if you have any need or something or we need to talk to. I'm here to listen to. So well, it will be my blessing and an honor to help. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, too. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down Like a tide, it is rising
looking at God's word and his tremendous love for us and all that he's done for us through Jesus Christ, I am just continually amazed that I have the privilege to be his child in this day and time, to have the creator of the heavens and the earth as my heavenly father. Probably the most famous verse, if there is a quote-unquote famous verse in the Bible, and that being John chapter 3, verse 16, where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's the purpose of Jesus Christ. That shows the love of the Father for you. God so loved that he gave his only begotten Son so that he could have you back as his child, which was lost in the fall of Adam in the garden many thousands of years ago. You know, when it comes to knowing God, you need to look at the Lord Jesus Christ. People, well, people will fail us. Don't, don't look to my life. Uh, surely I endeavor to live according to God's word, but you know what? Uh, I'm not perfect. I'll let you down. Jesus Christ is perfect. He's the only begotten Son of God. He's the only one that was ever perfect. He's the only one that always did the Father's will. Look to the life of Jesus Christ and see the way he lived to see the heart of the Father. Now surely after being born again and after receiving the Spirit of God, which we have if we believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and confess Jesus as Lord in our life, then yes, we receive eternal life. We receive the Spirit of God. And it is available for us in this day and time to walk as the Lord Jesus Christ walked, to speak the way the Lord Jesus Christ spoke, to help people the way the Lord Jesus Christ helped people. It's a walk as we put on the mind of Christ, as we're transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That surely is the goal. That surely is the vision of the way that God sees us as his children and the way that we should see ourselves walking and living in light of the love and the grace and the mercy that God has made available for each of us. Spend time with your Heavenly Father. Read his word. Talk to him. Pray to him. And really all prayer is 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 talking to God, sharing your heart with Him. It's not some formal, memorized thing that we uh, repetitiously repeat over and over and over again. No. Prayer is the sharing of your heart with your Heavenly Father, the Creator of the heavens and the earth. And as you do that, He makes Himself known unto you. Don't be afraid. Just as we read in the Scriptures today, where the angel said to Mary, Fear not. God says that so many times in his word. Fear not. Because God is with us. God loves us. God only wants the best for us. Sometimes the circumstances in life are not always the best. That doesn't mean that God has failed, because he surely hasn't. We live in a very imperfect world, uh, which is run by and dominated by the God of this world, who is God's archenemy, the devil. Well, the things that he does, he endeavors to try to blame God for the bad in the world. Well, his day's coming. <laughs> Believe me, it's coming. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to return someday. And when he returns, he is going to be King of kings and Lord of lords. And it's going to shake things up a little bit. So as we live this life, don't let the circumstances or the fear that other men fear get you down. Look to God. Look to your Heavenly Father. 
Look to what Jesus Christ has accomplished for you and walk in the greatness of who you are because of what God has done for you through Christ. I encourage you today to look to your Heavenly Father knowing that He loves you and that He desires the best for you. And His best for you is found in His Word and His working within you to will and to do of His good pleasure. We have so much to be thankful for. And I am thankful for your life that you take the time to listen to this program. People come and go Places change with time Things that now are new Will one day lose their shine The headlines in the news Each day we leave behind The glory of this world will lose its crown in time but love won't ever change love is forever love will stay the same love is forever love will always be love won't fade away love will always Fashions and the trends Go in and out of style The new improved and cool Will only last a while The customs and events Become history tomorrow The rich and poor alike Leave behind what they have borrowed But love won't ever change Love is forever Love will stay the same Love is forever Love will always be Love won't fade away Love will always shine No love won't ever change Love is forever Thank you for joining us today on The Solution Radio Show. All of The Solution Radio Shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com where you may re-listen at your convenience. There are also links to the websites of our guests, musicians, and sponsors. Also on the website, there is a page for upcoming events. If you'd like your event listed, you could send the information to info at thesolutionradioshow.com. A reminder that the praise line is open 24 hours a day where you may call in and give a testimony of God's working in your heart and life. The number is 844-705-3410. Once again, that number is 844 705 3410. We will play some of those testimonies in upcoming shows. Please continue to keep in your prayers the expansion of the Solution Radio Show. The Solution Radio Show is listener supported both by your prayers and your financial giving. All donations are tax deductible. Thank you for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Our mailing address is The Solution Radio Show, P.O. Box 9002. Naperville, Illinois 60567. Once again, that address, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, N-A-P-E-R-V-I-L-L-E, Naperville, Illinois 60567. And there's also a donation link available on our website. Thank you for listening today. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you. You are God's very best. <music>